0: You're listening to the Give Me 5 Podcast, episode 168, side A. podcast a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things this is a side a episode and you know what that means we are going to talk about books and music and pop culture and current entertainment news as well as uh the very weird state in which we live florida and pretty much anything else that caught our eye this week my name is ivan ivana jackoff and I am joined by Vladimir Krochlikmiov.
1: Hello. <laughs> very, very good.
0: And Soda Popinski. Nadia, come, let us dance like children of the night.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this week, we're going to talk about Night Stalker. Jiu-jitsu. jiu jitsu, jujitsu, whatever. Jujitsu, 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 jujitsu. Jiu jitsu. It's a it's a rabbi ninja who throws <laughs> chocolate bobkas at people. Uh, and I believe Rob is going to take us on a journey through some books, the oh, Keeper good, Chronicles. Yes. Excellent. So that's that's what's going to happen. Uh, you might wonder why we're all Russian. That's because uh, if you decide to tune in on, for Monday's episode. You will get a chance to learn all about Spies Like Us.
2: Or you might wonder why we're speaking in really shitty Russian accents that aren't really Russian. (laughs) But this is a review show, guys, so there's probably going to be some spoilers. We'll try to avoid any major twists, but if we are talking about something that you haven't seen, read, or listened to yet... You might want to pause it and come back later, or fast forward, or just listen through. You know, whatever. Live dangerously. Anything special going on this week?
1: Well, I don't know if it exactly started this week, but there's a uh, a bit of a stress release out, or stress relief out there for everyone who is. Um, who has a 2020 hangover right now, there is a everybody. There is a hotline set up by a former or not former current elementary school teacher uh, aiming to reduce attention for those needing an outlet. The website is called just scream. Now you can call into this website and you can just scream you can also listen to screams from other people you can check that out at 561-567-8431 now I'm going to try something here real quick I'm not too sure if it's going to work that's that's a palm beach
0: area code yeah I was going to say I was just going to say that 561 that is that is uh, that. our
1: area code there's your florida story I'm going to call it Ooh. and we're going to uh listen and see what happens together So that's Palm Beach?
2: That's a Palm Beach County area code, yep.
1: Yep. And if I uh, read the rest of the article, I would have seen that. But uh, here we go. Let's see. Welcome. This is just Scream.baby. Please record a scream to share. Record. Scream, then hang up. Ah! But there you go. Well done, gentlemen. That is the Give Me Fives contribution to just scream. <laughs>
0: that was weird. <laughs>
1: that was, please record a scream. I've got one more for, thing. Very,
0: uh, I was gonna say, South Florida is known for weird phone stuff, as the uh, the psychic friends network was down there as well.
1: Oh, was it? <laughs>
0: and when you call, they ask you what your name is, and
2: I'm like. Aren't you the psychic? Can't you tell me what my name is?
1: (laughs) Asking exploratory questions. Guys, if you haven't seen the film Possessor yet, but you subscribe to Hulu, good news for you. Oh my God. February 1st, you will be able to watch Possessor on Hulu if you can't wait, uh, or if you can wait that long without paying for it. Then you can watch Possessor. Joining Possessor in February are films such as American Psycho, You're Next, and the underrated, unappreciated Dread, starring Carl Urban. God,
2: it really is. It was so much better than the Sylvester
1: Stallone version. Yeah. So if you haven't seen either of those, I um, highly suggest you know if you you do. Subscribe. And it had
2: Cersei Lannister in it as she yeah. was
1: mother yeah that was such a good movie such a good movie that's what i got gentlemen what do you have
2: i i do have a little tidbit um you you know that i'm i'm really into disney and whatnot but there was a new story that went around recently that disneyland has canceled its
0: annual pass holder program mm-hmm. so wait first of all this is disneyland out in disneyland, not so disney like- world It's one of those news stories that people, like, freak out and don't actually pay attention to the words they're reading.
2: Yeah. Disneyland.
0: Yeah. Because I I know of
2: a lot of people, like, even at work, that were like, oh, Disney canceled its pass holders. And I was like, no, no, no. That's just California. It's Disneyland. But, yeah, it's only Disneyland. And something like, I think they have, like, 80% of their business is pass holders. It's It's something ridiculously high. Um, whereas here in Florida, pass holders only account for like 20, maybe 30% of the annual visitors. But Disneyland has not reopened since they shut down yet. They they have not had an opportunity to reopen. And it's been, it's coming up on a year and they've just said, you know what? We're just going to cancel the pass holder program. They are, however, working on a replacement program for it. So it's not going away entirely but they are looking at revamping the pass holder program at Disneyland. And Mm -hmm. when they reopen the parks, they're hoping to have it available for people to sign up for the new and new and improved pass holder program. As I'm doing the air bunnies that y'all can't see.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That's i I'm wondering what the, the plan would be. I'm assuming that when everything starts rolling again, That'll come back. That is interesting. That is interesting. The amount of business. It it makes sense because I think when people want to go to Disney, they think Florida trip in Orlando, and that would be someone coming into. And it's a lot, from what I've seen, it's a lot easier to get to Orlando and stay in Orlando.
2: Well, but also don't, don't forget Disney world is the superior park. I mean, without question, there's far more to do at Disney world. ...than at Disneyland. Have I you mean, been Disney, to
0: both? I have, I've, I've I never been to one out there.
2: The, well, I, I mean, the, the Magic Kingdom is the Magic Kingdom. I mean, it's still essentially the same. They've got most of the same stuff at the Magic Kingdom. But Disney World has got three other parks and water parks. and I mean, there's just so much more room at Disney World than there is at Disneyland. So if you're looking for a place to go and stay and spend a week or something... Disney World is by far the superior choice, which is one of the reasons why everybody travels to Disney World instead of Disneyland.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's not a whole hell of a lot to do in Anaheim. You can go to an Angels game.
0: Oh, no, you can actually go to the uh, Richard Nixon Library, which is actually really good. Ah. Which I've I've been to a nerd. It's good. You get to actually see the bed that Richard Nixon was born in. I haven't been to a library
2: since middle school. There's something called the internet now.
0: It's I, like, I blood it's blood like, blood like a museum. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> so. you can go to the the Ronald Reagan one, which is one of the most beautiful Except buildings on the planet. The they have a nuclear bomb in the Ronald Reagan one. It's you know decommissioned, but it's there. Anyway, but you know it's amazing. Are, are, wait, are you continuing?
2: Well, I was I was gonna say that it's that it's only in California and it's not in Florida because if they did it
0: in Florida, people will do stupid shit. You know who else does stupid shit in Florida? You're welcome. That's what I was gonna do. But I I appreciate that. Uh, you know who else do does stupid shit in Florida? Jimmy, Rob, and Greg. But also,
2: <laughs> yeah, we do.
0: Well done. But also, this man who uh, I was trying to figure out what story to do, and I believe this one might actually be a, a reoccurrence of a Florida Man story. No. In WTF. Uh, someone seeing our non-existent theme song.
2: Welcome to Florida,
0: you <laughs> stupid bitch.
1: Okay. So
0: i pretty sure we talked about the young teen who had pretended to be a doctor. Yes. Like very, very, I, very early on. We
2: we may have talked about it, but it I might have I been one of the history. founding
0: members of the Florida Man Group. Um, maybe back before it was even a thing that we did. But he is back in the news. Oh, of course he is. Uh, so of course when he pretended to be a doctor, now we all know doctors do literally nothing, and it's the nurses that are the real brains of the operation.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you realized that.
0: Well, you tell me every time I speak to you. Dumbass doctors, <laughs> but uh, this man he uh, his name is Malachi Love Robinson. Uh, back when he was uh, under eighteen, he had been pretending to be a doctor. Um, and it's,
2: it's like a male
0: masseuse name. <laughs> Malachi Love Robinson. <laughs> Malachi. Yeah. So of course that made him Doctor Love back in the day. <laughs> Uh, so he uh, served three years in jail. He had also defrauded, I guess he pretended to be a doctor, and then he stole some uh, some money from some of the people that he was, uh, he stole, uh, let's see, uh, $35,000 from an elderly patient that he was pretending to treat. Uh, wow. It made uh, worldwide headlines because he was under 18, or he was 18. Uh, he got out of jail after three years, and uh, he is back in jail because in Delray Beach... Hey, he was—he <laughs> okay. actually got a job. So some some nice company, uh, freight, uh, a freight a shipping company. Was, yeah, a shipping company. Yes. Um, I want to—I want to say their name because they were willing to take a chance and uh, uh, something freight. I it
1: guess doesn't uh, he, make them a bad company.
0: Yeah, United States of Freight. Um, just you know, were willing to hire him and take in someone who clearly needed a job. And he, of course, screwed them over. He stole more than $10,000 from them. Um, and uh, I guess the company, he basically uh, created some fake accounts for these other companies to like the companies that they were supposed to be shipping for would charge these other companies. And then when, and he made these fake accounts that he charged them to so that he stole $10,000 with fake accounts um, and got caught. So, could not stay out of trouble. Could not stop being a fraud.
1: And, oh, uh, Malachi. Yeah. Oh, Malachi. Mm. Malachi. Has he been sentenced yet for this new spell? Uh, let's
0: see. Oh, well, this is this be the tail end of, the, you know, like they always have that last sentence in the article. Mm-hmm. The youngster has also previously done time in a Virginia prison for trying to buy a Lexus by using a fake earnings statement. So, like, Mm. it's not so much that he's a bad liar, because he gets pretty close to getting away with it, but he's shooting super high.
1: Too high, man. Yeah.
0: Like, if he was trying to get, like, a 1983 Dodge Caravan, it would have been like Okay. Yeah. But, uh, in this case, no, he was going for the the full-on Lexus. He's he's hit the Ferrari dealer going, yeah! (laughs)
1: Yeah.
0: I'm 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 a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. Dr. Love. So how easy is it, Rob, for someone to just go in and pretend to be a doctor?
2: Um, I mean, Dude. honestly, as far as the patients are concerned, when a patient sees a white coat, they automatically assume you're a doctor. Excellent. Um, for the most part, though, nurses start to question. When they see somebody that they don't know, they'll start asking.
1: Yeah. When and they're they- like,
0: Excuse me, who 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 are you, doctor? Um, <laughs> there's a man walking up and down the aisle, just giving people enemas.
1: Yeah,
2: who 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 are you?
1: you doctor had... Love. <laughs> when you pull out a, a scalpel and you look uh, for approval on on where to where to cut.
0: Yeah. Wait for somebody to know. Yeah, there there is yet another reason why I picked this picked this particular story because of the uh, the, the fake video. doctor. The, the fake doctor scene in Spies Like Us—that is what—that solidified it for me. So, excellent. That is our Florida story of the week. Our, and uh, we are actual podcasters. We're not pretending. <laughs> so
2: we got a hundred and sixty-seven other episodes that prove it.
1: Malachi Love Robinson is proof that fake it till you make it. Doesn't. oh,
2: yeah.
0: He's got, like, a beauty shot that I forgot about. Like a oh, that, like
1: chin where, on the... On yeah, the, where he's
0: wearing doctor's clothes. Glamour shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I'm a doctor. Look at my glamour shot. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: oh, only thing it needs okay. is the sparkly red background.
1: Come on in. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, Jimmy's got it going on
2: back
0: working. there, man.
1: Yeah, man. Not re-range in your usual
2: office. recording location tonight, Jimmy.
1: No, rearrange the office. Um, nice. So I have an empty canvas behind me now, and still have a fucking well, kind of empty. I can see
2: the picture hanging on the wall.
1: That is, um, yeah, that's a greatest show on earth. Barnum and Bailey poster I got from my grandmother. That's that's really old. So yeah, it is cool. very that's cool. cool. But the thing about these posters, and not that I've tried, I was just curious. A lot of people kept these posters so they're not actually worth that much mm. so Jimmy's let's
2: sell presents from his grandma
0: <laughs> so let's uh talk about yeah. our, chat mm-hmm. our, chat
1: our chat room
0: we have one our chat room is fine do. it is on discord and there's some crazy people in there they're not crazy well sure. we're the crazy ones <laughs>
2: So there are crazy people in there.
0: Fair enough. But there's all sorts of stuff going on in there. We talk about movies. We talk about things that we don't get a chance to talk about on the show. We find things that we eventually talk about on the show. And the way to get into that and the way to support the show in general is to become a patron and to join Patreon. For only $5, you get a chance to help support the show. It really keeps us going. You get a chance to chat with us. There is a uh, birthday episode situation that happens where we can uh, celebrate your birthday by doing a top five list about you that will inevitably get you fired. Yeah, and really then, you, if that happens, we'll give you your $5 back.
1: Yeah, just just that month. Here's your five bucks. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about <laughs> yeah. that. Sorry, bro. A huge thank you to our patrons that already uh, subscribe, especially massive shout out to our patron of unusual size, Alec. Uh, thank you, Alec. Case in point. Um your contributions go towards extending the uh our uh our what website lease? What what do you mm-hmm. say? Uh hosting or hosting uh, or hosting be. as I would have not been able to um this past go around. So thank you guys so much. And
0: yeah, so that, that paid for Gibby Five podcastcom dot com, but also podcasters with with huge dot com.
1: That's not um You're no. not on there. Rob no, Martin.
0: you're you're not on there.
2: It's just me and Greg, Jimmy.
1: Yeah. All right. But it, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the look on Jimmy's face is
2: the best.
0: Yeah. So yeah. we do thank you guys very much. There are other ranges, like Jimmy said. Uh feel free to check it out on Patreon.comslash gb 5 podcast.
1: Good and now. Yeah. I think we all got through that without saying it wrong. Yes, so fantastic. And now, yes, our topics. Mm-hmm. And now for something completely different.
0: So we got books. Let's go jujitsu and then go books and then Night Stalker.
1: Oh man, guys, we. Talked I think about you it.
0: should just keep calling it jujitsu.
1: <laughs> Jitsu. Jiu Jitsu <laughs> sounds like a car. The G U Jitsu. Yeah, it does. Jitsu is a film directed by Dimitri Logothetis. I think I did that pretty well. Starring Alan Mookie, Frank Grillo, who you might recognize from Kingdom Crossbones. Avengers. Yes, that as well. Juju Chan, Tony Ja, and Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is all right. over the
2: effing place, isn't he? It
1: is, and it's fantastic. You know, hopefully he doesn't come out and uh, lend his likeness to some shitty, disappointing computer game, but <laughs> if he does, yeah, get him, Jimmy. Um, if he does, then hopefully he's just as batshit crazy as he has been, and and I really love this resurgence. Kerwin said this the other day in our, our chat room: this Nicholas Cage resurgence. Just give me more. Yes, please take on every role please, Nicolas Cage, because I'm loving it, and he's he's really embraced it. For, I still I, don't want to see him as Superman. Miss Superman? Oh, him? is Superman.
2: I, I, yeah, I still don't want to see him as Superman.
1: You don't. Um, no. you
2: do. <laughs> oh, no, God, no. That would have
1: been such a colossal train wreck. If you don't know what Rob's talking <laughs> it about... really would have <laughs> uh, if, if you don't know what Rob's talking about, you're going Nicolas Cage, Superman, that almost happened. Superman was almost directed by Tim Burton. Uh many years ago. And with uh, Nicolas is Superman. I was like, oh God, no. There's like there's at least one shot um of Nicolas Cage in the suit. Uh with long hair and it's just he I'm sure he wasn't going to keep the long hair, but oh man, just wow. Anyway, Jiu-Jitsu came out on November 12th of 2020. The story goes, every six years, an ancient order of jiu fighters joins forces to battle a vicious race of alien invaders. Fuck, this is wrong again. But when a celebrated war hero goes down in defeat, the fate of the planet and mankind hangs in the balance. Okay, so it's one alien, right? That comes down every six years, and must fight eight or nine warriors. After he has done so, he goes back. Are you, are you are you kidding? That that's not a
2: predator. You have written here that that's a predator. That's freaking Mortal Combat,
1: dude. It's a Mortal Combat and Predator ripoff. Okay, absolutely, in every sense. The from the, the 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 opening scene, there's a cloaked monster chasing people through the jungle. Okay. So in that sense, in the behavior of the alien, it is so very much a predator ripoff. Okay. And as far as the challenge, the tournament, or whatever, it doesn't it doesn't take place in like an arena or anything. Um, we're in, you know, set fight locations, but uh, it it is pretty damn all over the place. And if you go into it expecting any more than veteran martial artists, veteran martial arts actors, and a crazy ass Nicholas Cage, then you're going to be really disappointed. The alien itself. Do you guys remember these toys? They were called Supernaturals. The toys came out in 1987 they had these hologram chests or like their chest up was a hologram. I remember this.
2: Yes. Yes. Actually.
1: I used to buy those at the grocery store. They would be on those like clips, you know, down an aisle, but that's what he looks like. He's got this like almost holographic chest. Um, Doesn't look bad. However, when they do show what's going on behind his mask, which is kind of a face, he looks like the master control program for Tron when it's spinning around really fast and you see that face in it. Yeah, 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 yeah. it it, it, it almost looks like a direct lift from that. I'm like, it's like, damn, y'all did this badass costume, decent special effects but you lifted a, a face from a film from the early 80s. Like, you couldn't have done any better than that. The trailer is a bit deceptive. The trailer makes this movie look a, a, a little more serious than it is. This is not at all a serious film. It's really cool martial art and a batshit fucking insane Nicolas Cage. Which, if you see the trailer, Nicolas Cage looks like this serious, like martial arts master and shit like that. He's really not. There are elements of the film Hardcore Henry, or maybe even... Very little. So it's not enough to be... Don't make me nauseous and vomit? No. No, I don't think it's enough to be nausea-inducing. Because it it cuts to the perspective of our hero uh, Mm -hmm. maybe two or three times. Um... There's a a great scene where, and and this is kind of the first time you see it, but there's this great scene where Tony Ja, he, uh, ever seen Ong Bak, Muay Thai warrior? He's been in a whole bunch of other stuff. He's a total badass. And he he comes into a military base and just beats the shit out of everyone (laughs) for seemingly no (laughs) reason. At first, cause he can. (laughs) He takes out an entire military base just being badass Tony Jaw, and then for some reason, at some point, they put the most ridiculous fucking weapons in his hands. So every warrior in this has their thing, right? So one has knives. That's Frank Grillo. One has uh, a staff, right? One has this or that. Tony Jaa has these. I don't even know what they're called. They're these little PVC pipes that are spray painted silver. And they are so painfully, obviously PVC pipes. He tries so hard to make them look like a serious weapon. And all the sound effects in the world can't. Can't make those not look like empty Starbucks cups in a movie. And there's just these hollow little flimsy things. Mm. Now, one of the uh, most exciting things about this and, and looking up the details for this film, it is listed as a new series. So while this movie is completely goofy, it knows it. And I think it's absolutely worth checking out because the people who are doing martial arts in this movie are very good at it. Now there's a teeny tiny bit of a teeny teeny tiny bit of jujitsu in this movie. I don't really know why it's called jujitsu. Jujitsu is a martial arts form based on grappling, holds, submissions, things like that. Right, bagels. I yeah, uh, sure, but this I I don't even think the director slash writer. Is aware of that. Uh, the the combatants or the warriors in this are called like they they refer to them as like jujitsu's. They're like you're together <laughs> with your with your jujitsu, and it's like, what? No, you don't have to be, like I'm not. Oh God, yeah, I know everything about martial arts. You know this isn't you know jujitsu blah blah blah. But it's just like that's not jujitsu. Like what do you? Do you even know? Um, but it's uh, it's fun. I mean, it's a fun if if you get a free code for a Redbox movie and, and you got nothing better to do, then there you go. There's your movie for the night. Watch it with a couple of friends. <laughs> um, right on. When you get your T-Mobile Tuesday and your free Redbox code, then definitely check it out. It was a lot of fun. It, it it really was a lot of fun. It was stupid as hell. But, uh, some pretty where, cool. Where is it? Where is
2: it available at right uh,
1: now? Redbox. It's on Redbox.
2: Oh, it's just on Redbox? No, it's well, not I mean, in Netflix
1: It's or on, on demand and stuff, but you'll probably spend more watching it on demand than you would at Redbox. Okay. Just don't forget to return it the next day. <laughs> Whoops. Like, fuck! I paid $4 for this movie. <laughs> And it wasn't worth
2: $4. It's not. <laughs> All right. Well, from one glowing review to another. Yeah. Oh,
1: what's in that? You,
2: you guys know I love my Audible account. I listen to <laughs> so many books. Mm-hmm. And I came across this trilogy. It's okay. called The Keeper Chronicles. All right. It says that it was released on April 25th of 2019. I think that's when the trilogy as a set was released, but it's written by J.A. Andrews. It's narrated by Tim Gerard Reynolds. And the synopsis is when Malin the Undying threatened the land years ago, the elves stopped him and then disappeared. Now Malin's followers seek to bring him back to finish what he started. Only the keepers storytellers, historians, and magic wielders are left to stand against them. Alaric, who betrayed everything he believed to save his wife and still failed. Will, a storyteller who's convinced his weak magic makes him useless. And Cinny, a former slave girl with unimaginable power, but no way to wield it. So basically each book is about each one of these three keepers. And... Y'all know me, and you know I love a deal on Audible. And I was perusing what to grab next when I came across this set. And yeah, it was all three books for one credit. And at 46 hours and 32 minutes, it it had a couple of decent reviews. I figured, why the hell not? Let me give it Mm -hmm. a shot. Well, (laughs) the first first book kind of read like an old 80s-style fantasy epic. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Wait, are you saying that's a good thing or a bad thing? Because that is a good thing in my mind.
1: Hold on. It, so, so did it read like a book that was written in the 80s? Not like yes, in just I mean neon radical
2: sword. Well, no, 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 not like it was set in the 80s. Oh, okay. but I mean it. It read like old school 80s fantasy. Not, maybe epic is the wrong word, but it read like old school 80s I fantasy. I can tell you about
0: some of my old school 80s fantasies. So she unzipped her body glove bathing suit, her feathered hair rippling in the breeze as she laid atop that Ferrari Testarossa. Wow. Well,
2: it's, it's more along the lines of Wizard meets up with a bunch of random people only to discover that they all have the exact skill sets he needs to defeat the villain. Okay. Oh, and, and guess what? They all Everyone is royalty. Body gloves. Everyone is royalty.
1: Sorry, everyone.
2: Yeah, just about everyone is royalty. Yep. They all related?
1: No, they're they're all
2: running from their respective thrones. They don't want the throne, but you know, how
1: many thrones are there?
2: I, well, you know, one is elven royalty, one is dwarvish royalty, one is a wizard, and then there's just a random blacksmith thrown in for good measure. I was convinced that at some point we were going to find out that the blacksmith was royalty too. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Everybody here is, is heir to the throne. <laughs> was, All right. I was like, come on. Okay. So, I, but I will admit the second book was a far better story. The second book focused on the storyteller keeper and the interpersonal relationships were a lot deeper in that book and the story was just much more compelling. I really enjoyed the second book. Right. I've only just started the third book so I'll have to let you know how that one turns out. Okay. How's it started? More... I, I'm only like 2 or 3 chapters in. I'm not very I'm not very far into the book. Okay. It, it it's just picked up and and the former slave girl is just learning to use her powers, but there's some caveats to her power. She, she has access to like far more power than any keeper that has been around for a long time. The problem is that she doesn't have the control to be able to use it. Like everybody else does her hers works differently. So she's having trouble learning how to use it basically.
1: Okay. How many, like, I'm sorry. How many like main characters are there?
2: There really there's three. It's the three okay. keepers. It's there there are other keepers, but they aren't the focal points of the book. The the way that the book is set up is there's a new keeper born like every five to eight years or something. And when the first book starts, there haven't been any keepers born for like 35, 40 years. Mm-hmm. So there's they're kind of trying to figure out what has happened to the keepers and where they are and why there are why there's been such a big gap. Um, I, I will say that I did like the fact that the keepers are magical, but have an immediate and painful price to pay for using their magic. So they're less the all powerful wizard. I mean, they can do really powerful things, but it costs them like, the 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 one that you hear a lot of is as the as the power flows through them they suffer like significant burns like on their where the magic like exits their body they draw the magic in and then where the magic exit their body they suffer like really bad blistering burns so a lot of them are very disfigured and a lot of times it's on their hands because that's what they use to direct their magic so their their palms are like super scarred and burned and they have like recurring injuries so they don't use magic a ton unless they have to Mm -hmm. they're really more like historians and keepers of knowledge than they are mages which i find kind of interesting that is interesting and like i said the first book was kind of eh but i actually really enjoyed the second book Mm -hmm. it's it's not up there with any of the books that i've read recently like the like the jim butcher book battleground or the choice of magic series that i've that i've started reading that i'm waiting for the third book on but the second book was really entertaining and I'm hoping that the third book kind of continues along with that. I think Greg just gassed himself. He's lighting a match. He,
1: he's trying to light a fart, I think. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Um I see. So I don't know. That sounds intriguing. Now it do you, go ahead. Do so I I imagine if they use their powers, use their magic, they have to kind of heal up yes but do they really heal a hundred percent or do no they, they
2: scar, scar. They, they scar very badly
1: yeah hmm. Hmm.
2: but that's one of the things that seems like with this new girl her powers work differently but she can't do a lot of the basic things that some of the other keepers can do like she can't she can't imbue she's really more of a healer and she can't imbue non-living objects with magic like the other keepers can they can shape the air they can sh- they can mold fire they can do stuff like that she can't do anything with inanimate objects they can make stuff float you know they can do like you know the typical magic stuff that you can think of but mm-hmm. she can't she can't manipulate non-living objects in any way she can't create fire she she can draw energy from it, but she can't create the the stuff like that and that's what she's struggling with right now
1: i i i don't oh man how how fantasy authors do it <laughs> keep track of all that shit and there's and it's really
2: weird because you know you can read like sixty sixty books and all sixty of them will have a different magical system in it. Yeah, And, and I, I think it's, I think it's just amazing that every time somebody writes one of these books, they come up with something new. And I'm like, that's really, yeah, really amazing at times.
1: I, I'm just in awe because, you know, you, you can't use the same system that somebody, I mean, yeah, there's going to be like, okay, yeah, people shoot magic missiles. You can call it something else, but that's fine. But to come up with a system that's not like, oh, okay, well, this is just like this book. That's got to be fucking hard, man. So props to that. I'm I'm very interested. And what's the, the name of the series again?
2: The name of the series is the Keeper Chronicles. Keeper Chronicles. And I believe if you search for it, you can still get all three books for one credit. Because I believe they're selling them as a set now. Okay. And so keep- if, if you're if you're on Audible, you can spend one credit and get three books. I'm all about those deals. I love getting yeah. a lot of listen time for my credit.
1: Yeah. That's awesome.
2: And I, and I jump on those, um, those two for one deals when, when they come up, I, I typically will spend a credit to get two books for one. I've got two books that I just got on the last deal that I'm going to be reading, uh, not too long from now.
1: I am. So I am looking forward to, to taking a break from my current reading. However, I I am, I am, I, I cannot read two books at once. I'll get confused and I, I I just read a a kind of self empowerment help self help book whatever you know and now I'm reading Raphael Raphael Rose book he's the host of Inside the World's Toughest Prisons I'm reading mm-hmm. his book he was falsely imprisoned for 12 years uh so I'm I'm reading this story and that's really heavy I'm like I'm like oh God can I just get to the end so I can read the second book in in uh in the Jim Butcher series.
2: Um, And see, I I stick mainly with fiction and fantasy for my for my movies, for my reading and stuff, because I get enough real life in real life. I want to F an escape. I don't I don't want to be reading about shit that's going to depress me. I don't want I, I want a escape from the everyday drudgery that is real life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally understand that. A depressing
0: slog to an inevitable end. (laughs) There you go. There you go. The 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 story of Rob. Part two. Yeah.
2: So, I mean, good deal. If you're if you like the fantasy genre, if that kind of magical system sounds interesting to you, if you like if you like your mages as more storytellers and and wisdom finders or History keepers or whatever, give it a shot. check it out. It's it, it one credit for three books. it's worth it. Do
1: it. the keep Chronicles. It. do it, do it do it
2: and i and I do like the narrator Tim Gerard Reynolds he, he actually narrates the other book that I was reading- the new series that I found that i that I absolutely love and i'm I'm waiting anxiously for the new book that's supposed to drop next month
0: well. Uh, You just talked about real life. I did. And nothing is more real life than serial killers and (laughs) and true crime. So to close out the show here, we are going to talk about the Night Stalker uh, show that is on Netflix. Uh, I didn't actually catch the release date. It was last week. Uh, I didn't even know this was coming out, which is crazy because I'm a big true crime person.
1: Yeah, neither did I, I.
0: I saw the ad and it, the, the one sheet poster has the uh, Night Stalker um, douche weasel McGee uh, kind of peering yeah. out of the darkness with a very 80s style Night Stalker text over it. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is this? Uh, and then I realized it had come out. And I, I will tell you guys right up, right off the bat, the Night Stalker is, the, is my serial killer that scared the shit out of me. When I was a kid, I somehow knew about him. I think I caught yeah. a news story, and he was the one that freaked me out. Mm. Um, I mean, I heard the news story, but it
2: never really. I mean, I well, those
1: were yeah, those were in in you know your formative years. That was um, was probably Jeffrey Dahmer for me. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, from 1984 to 1985. Richard Ramirez terrorized greater Los Angeles area. Um, Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, go ahead.
0: So uh, this, uh, it's a true story, so it's not really starring anybody, but I do want to uh, uh, name the two police officers that caught him. That is uh, Gil Carrillo and Frank Salerno. Gil Carrillo was a uh, officer. Frank Salerno was actually kind of a hero officer already as he had taken down or helped take down the, uh, Hillside The thing. Stranglers, The Hillside Stranglers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also starring uh, I featuring the stank ass parkmark pervert, pervert uh, Richard Ramirez uh, which I couldn't write his name without saying fuck. This guy. Yeah. Uh, this oh, is man, a very dude. Yeah. Oh. This is a very well-made documentary I thought. I thought it is.
1: It's mm, and you uh, you only shit you only read about those kind of what well, they call them bulldogs um, those kinds of detectives in in stories I mean mm-hmm. these are just these hardcore you know they they don't sleep at a couple hours a day they're they're devote their lives to to finding these people getting these these fucking pieces of shit off the street. -hmm. There's just some kind of old school detective mentality there that I don't know. I'm sure it exists today, but
0: there is a. There's two different types. Like I, like I said, I've watched a lot of this stuff. I read a lot of this stuff, and there's really two different ways it goes down. There's a lot of times the people are are killing what they'll refer to as the less dead. So it's people that are considered runaways or prostitutes or or things along those lines because that's easy target and that doesn't make the news. Yeah. And so it takes someone who's dedicated to their job. Uh, The, the killers that get away with it for the longest and have these inordinate, these massive kill counts, counts. Yeah. Body counts. They're not any smarter than the other ones. It's just, they happen to have gotten police officers that aren't doing the due diligence. I mean, yeah. I mean, like Jeffrey Dahmer got away with it because the police officers brought one of his vic- victims back to yeah. his house. A guy escaped and yep. was out of it because they had drilled into his brain. And the cops were like, oh, yeah, this is just a weird gay argument and brought him back. Yeah. Um, whereas these guys were like, we don't care where we have to go. We're going to take care of this.
1: Yeah. and That's- Okay. speaking to that we don't care where we have to go mentality this was also at a time in the mid 80s where obviously not everyone was walking around with the cell phone with the internet on it right Mm -hmm. to find out about news that was happening across the country you had to watch the news Mm -hmm. now the problem with that is and, I mean, the problem that's always existed is that those people committing the crimes are going to watch the news as well. So there's a, a certain amount of information that has to be withheld from the public, right? Now, what what is baffling about how things wor- worked back then is the amount that departments held from other departments. Yeah, and there was no computers like right. computer systems. There were no databases. They still had to compare fingerprints against people who had been fingerprinted already for crimes. Not just like going to get their driver's license. You know?
2: Right. Um fingerprints had to be compared by hand.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm. Little little tiny, you know, like little watchmakers. You know, going crazy. pictured this like
0: little dude with like giant magnifying glasses on. <laughs> but
1: uh, a crime would happen in one county, and then a similar crime would happen in another county. And officer from County A would go to County B and be like, "Hey, I've got this crime that's very similar to one happened in your county." They'd be like, "Oh, we'll, we'll take care of it." Well, no, let's share information. No. Mm. It, 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 they didn't. Yeah, and and getting, that was, uh, it got a
0: lot better with the advent of the internet.
1: Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and that's where these old school hard nosed detectives like Gil Carrillo and Frank Salerno were like, I don't give a fuck. I'm I I we need to know. And they really kind of kind of broke those barriers open.
0: Yeah, it's uh, funny that you say that because I, I after seeing that Salerno was involved in the the hillside stranglers i listened to a thing about him and on a whim he was going to other crime scenes that were not his Mm -hmm. because of of this so like you know his poor wife is like where are you going it's like oh there's a dead body i want to go see well you weren't called in (laughs) yeah but i didn't feel like i should do this Mm. and that's actually how he figured it out that it was two people just from you know seeing these two different similar cases very early on, actually, within the first like three murders, he was able to figure that out. But, um, I really liked this particular documentary because it was about the police and it was about how they caught this guy
1: mostly, yeah.
0: And it focused, and there was some, there was actually some very, um, intense, if you guys are, you know, fearful of gore, some pretty intense reenactments, not like actors pretending to kill people, but like shot, like 3d renderings of the crime scene.
1: Yeah. There was a lot of really well done. Good. blending of techniques to, to get on the technical side. There were a lot of um, complete reconstructions and, and there were a lot of, you know, they used photos and they pop certain 3d elements out uh, mm-hmm. that existed in these photos. Uh, it's, it's visceral. Um, it's white knuckle and, and very binge bingeable. Yeah. And like, I, I watched, I, you guys probably
0: saw in the chat room that I watched it and I was like, I watched the first episode. Then I watched <laughs> two, three, and four and I got to the end and I was like, crap, I haven't taken the dog out yet. And it was like three in the morning and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah the dog is not going out tonight because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's the, it's the, the puppy. So the puppy goes out, out back. Cause um, can't yeah. walk him. Can't walk him right now because he just had a surgery. So he just goes in the backyard, which is right on the woods. And I'm like, yeah, there's no way.
1: Mm-mm. I'll yeah. clean it up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right.
0: the, the the killer himself is like, the the one weird thing. They didn't go too much. They went a little bit into his background. They saw they showed some pictures of him when he was a kid. Um, there's a lot of talk about him having like rotten teeth and being nasty and stinky. He was he was like a Satanist. Um, he basically was bounced from house to house and he ate like nothing but candy and had oh, a yeah. he ate nothing but candy and drank soda and never and basically his teeth were all falling out by before he was even thirty. Uh, They're rotten and and stank and he was a drug addict and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Apparently like they didn't talk about this part but having read the a book on him. Apparently he just smelled like like rotting wet leather all the time. Just such a nasty, visceral smell for, like, a human being to just reek of. And these people that, like, survived him, they like, I remember waking up to this face over me. And he, it, like, I can imagine that you thinking that is, like, the face of Satan. Mm-hmm. It, like, or thinking it's like you're having a sleep terror because of this, this asshole, you know, hovering over you. Um, but uh, the, the the happy part of the story is the way they catch him. It's like, it's glorious where
1: he's like, man,
0: (laughs) he had left town to visit his family. For some reason, he comes back in there, ends up at the bus station or gets off the bus because he realizes that people, they figured out who he was and his picture is all over the newspaper.
1: Yeah. Somebody's on the bus and they, they, they find out who he is. They put his, they, they release it to the public and it's it's that thing you see in in movies where somebody looks down at a newspaper and they look up and they recognize the person and they kind of look back at the paper and they look back at it and they like look forward, head snaps forward, kind of whispers to the person in front of them, mm-hmm. so kind of spreads. And he's like, oh, shit, you know, I've I've been made. Yeah. So he gets out and he goes
0: he goes running and uh, basically he's in East Los Angeles and. The news sp- spreads fast and he basically has an entire gang of East Los Angeles people chasing after him with crowbars and wrenches and whatever. One, dude,
1: one guy, he's like, I don't know, I just went and grabbed a pole and I hit him in the head and he got up and I hit him in the head again. Yep. <laughs> they were going to fucking kill him. Yeah. They should have. And there's this, the, guy, uh, this one guy walks by the camera that they show from the actual you know newscast afterwards. He's like, uh, he's just lucky the police got here when they did.
0: Yeah, there was a guy that was, was talking, uh, and I, I actually believe this, even though it was a random Twitter denizen, because uh, there was some there was somebody that was on Twitter said something about like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go to bed early tonight. Oh, what's this night stalker documentary? Three hours later, uh, oh. and someone's like, yeah, my my was one of the, yeah, uh, you know, Spanish for what uncle, right? Yes, as uh, a my-
1: Tio myself yeah there you go
0: so my tia was one of the people that helped apprehend him and he regales us with stories at the family uh you know, every year he tells us the story about how he got a punch in
1: and i'd be um, like, tell me again yeah tell me again this what did it feel like <laughs> hateable piece yeah. of shit committed i mean crimes that i don't even feel i feel growth i feel nasty um you know Talking about some of the crimes that he committed and especially the crimes against children, which they ultimately decided to drop all of those charges. When I heard that, I was like, why? Oh, my God. You know, and and the reasoning was after meeting with a young victim, uh, they didn't want to put the kids through that.
0: It was so I mean, it was awful, but it was so relieving yeah, right. that, that the young victim was actually doing OK. Like she to was on the
1: show. The one woman that they they spoke to was abducted and assaulted when she was six years old, mm. um, and what a I, I say that the um, I said my 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 thing here that they uh, it highlights the resilience of the surviving victims, their family members, and homicide detectives on the trail of the violent depraved killer. Uh, resilience. Um, this this woman was just so. Fucking courageous mm-hmm. in in recounting and, and saying, especially towards the end, she's like, I'm okay now. You know, I'm I'm not gonna let that define me. She has a family now, she's happy, and she she helped. Oh god. Uh what was I love the line where they finally bring him in front of they finally catch him and put him in a lineup and they have each of the Suspects say some of the things that he was accredited with with saying during the crimes. And the little girl was in there. She said, once she realized that he couldn't see her, all bets were off. And they had each one go through. He was number two in the light. Each one went through and said their thing. And they said, All right, any questions to the room full of uh, witnesses? She raised her hand and said, do I write the number two, or do I just like do I write it out, or just
0: it, you know, put the, the number, number two or TWO?
1: Yeah. <laughs> she's, so, she's awesome. Yeah, she was. Um, the The people I did not enjoy in this documentary were the journalists. Mm. They they
0: they helped. They were the San Francisco me. people, right?
1: The the one. The one woman who's featured prominently through it, there there was a, a bit of information that was being withheld, and it was concerning the shoe that Ramirez wore. It oh, was yeah, yeah, yeah. size 11.5 Avia athletic shoe, right? There was only one pair sold in the Los Angeles area. And the journalist, she got news of this before anybody else knew and threatened to go public with this information which very much could have damned the case completely. The killer, he was obviously watching the newscast. He knew. He started to refer to himself as a night stalker. He liked that. And if it were revealed that early that, hey, this is what kind of shoe he's wearing, he would have wore a different pair of fucking shoes. So Mm -hmm. these journalists, they badgered and badgered and badgered and said, well, if we don't get an interview, we're going to go public with this. And I just couldn't, I was like, no, fuck you. That's going to lead to more deaths. The stereotype
2: of the douchebag journalist doesn't come from nowhere.
1: Yeah. No, they were really just kind of, oh, because journalism and integrity and blah, blah, blah. There
2: hasn't been integrity in journalism in decades.
1: So, I mean, that was, that was the one, you know, I'm I'm not going to put them in the same category as the killer, but.
0: I, I, well, I thought that the, really the, actually the thing that that I'm always fascinated with and there's a lot of people that will say you know chicks always don't ever go for the nice guy, which I'm sure I said when I was dating in college and I think I've heard you know Rob say that in the past. Uh, why do they want the bad guy? I'm I get friend zone so to speak uh... and then you see that like when the night stalker was caught, there was, they were bringing him to the police station and there were like women. They, they said that a woman was like on top of a truck, like flashed him. He was getting postcards with like naked pictures sent in. He had proposals sent to him. Uh, found out the same exact thing happened with the hills, with the stranglers. And I will never understand that.
1: Ted Bundy as well.
0: And with who? Ted Bundy. Yep. Ted Bundy. Like these people who do horrible, violent things to women and like, and the women that do it aren't. They're not crazy. I mean, they're crazy, but they're not like unattractive women most of the time. You see the pictures. Some of these people get married in prison. And I just, I'll never understand that. Like, oh, he's not going to kill me. He, he that's kind of what he does. You know,
2: I can change him.
0: This, this rabid wolf won't I'm bite me.
1: Mad. They were just, they were fucking bonkers. Anybody who, who, ugh. No, it, it's
0: ugh. what is it? I, I voted for the candidate from the cheetahs are going to eat your face uh, party. And we now wondering where there's cheetahs eating my face. Is that what the, mm-hmm. the little online like... joke is? Yeah. Yeah. So either way, uh, guys, if you like true crime, it was the number one show in America uh, this past week, like streaming. Um, so obviously people found it. Uh, if you like true crime, check out the Night Stalker. It's definitely a good one. If you are squeamish about violence you're not seeing knives entering things, but you are seeing the end result.
1: He, um, he is, um, uh, he did a lot more terrible things than I was aware of, especially regarding children. So yeah. if you, uh, if, if that, if, if that's a difficult subject for you, then I would suggest you stay away.
0: Hmm. Stay yeah, fun. I mean, there's the murder and all that stuff, and then he yeah, then he signed Nickelback to a record deal, like right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, there's that. He was the, he was the one that uh, that canceled the apple cinnamon cream of wheat, which was so delicious, and Dunkaroos. So fuck that guy.
1: Discovered Blink 182,
0: <laughs> mid murder. Like, who is this poppy punk band you're listening to?
1: These guys fucking suck. Stab, stab, stab. What else can I do? <laughs> yeah he's a he's a he's a real piece of shit Yep, and and died a lot more recently
0: yeah I, I didn't I, realize he uh, he lived till 2012 or yeah yeah 2012 died of hepatitis hopefully hmm. hopefully uh
1: lymphoma probably a bunch of things hey yeah. but it's you know.
2: an excellent reason why there should be a death penalty
1: yeah he, uh, on death a, road, but yeah should have.
0: So that takes us to the end of our show, and uh, I believe that uh, Rob handles contact, right? Or nope. Oh, sorry, Jimmy <laughs> is Jimmy.
1: That's me. My name is Jimmy, and I'm here to say that I'm really bad at rapping, and I've got nothing for you. How However... will go away? <laughs> Go away, or I shall talk to you a second time. Guys, if you could in advance, we'd really appreciate a like, a subscribe, and a review of the show. If that's something you would like to do, it really helps us um, rise above. It helps us get discovered by other people. We, we thank you so much in advance. If you want to uh, check out our home on the internet, it's giveme5podcast.com. Some exciting stuff happening there. Some news sections, so bear with us. Uh, always under construction. But some very cool stuff coming to that soon. You can find us on uh, Facebook by searching for the Give Me 5 podcast You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at giveme 5 Pod look us up on YouTube as well. I will be adding a new video weekly for you to check out on there. And if you'd like to email us directly, you can do that at give me five podcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review. If you could on whatever podcast app you're listening to, if you'd like to support the podcast in another way, aside from subscribing as a patron, you can check out our store at give me 5 podcastthreadlesscom Very cool stuff on there. Always adding new accessories with our logo on our super, super cool logo. Hopefully, we will have Speedos and toilet seats soon. But we do have bath mats. So, check us out there. Yes, guys, thank you. Go ahead, Greg.
0: Oh, as I say, and uh, thank you for listening.
1: Rob's yawning, so I'll say thank you for him.
0: Thank you. Rob is always bored when we're talking about serial killers.
1: Good morning. Good afternoon. And good night.